الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Anybody who wants to gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure and Allah's satisfaction and Allah's happiness with them then the only way to do that is to actually inculcate taqwa Taqwa is a word that we use quite often that is al-wasilatul uzma. That is basically the supreme means to gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's satisfaction. That is what will make a person closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person has less taqwa, that is how much distant they'll be from Allah. And of course, once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is satisfied, then the taqwa, which is God-fearingness as a simple translation, will give the person sa'adatul dunya wa karamatil akhirah. The fortune of this world, so they have a hayatan tayyiba. That means basically a pleasant life in terms of their satisfaction and contentment. That's what it means. Satisfaction and contentment with this life. Not about how much you have or how much you don't have, but what you're getting from this life in terms of how you feel empty or fulfilled. And it is obviously the honor of the Akhirah. It is what basically everybody who's on the path is looking for. Anybody who takes a path of dhikr or whatever the case is, they're looking to gain taqwa. That's essentially what their objective is. Those people who are sitting there doing dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they want to get closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they want to gain this consciousness of Allah. That's what they want. That is also the target of those who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who are his devotees. And anybody who is righteous, this is going to be their sustenance and provisions. So now, let us just look at some of the benefits. Once you gain taqwa, some of the benefits. And we'll just look at what Allah tells us. So for example, just a few verses of the Quran, Surah Ali Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تَصْبِرُوا وَتَتَّقُوا لَا يَدُرُّكُمْ if you're worried about enemies, if you're worried about somebody taking you to task and somebody basically uh, dealing in a bad way with us, then if you want protection, divine protection from Allah, then Allah says, He says, if you are patient and endure and and you exercise God-fearingness and taqwa, then their, their, their plots... Their strategies cannot harm you at all. So that's the first benefit, protection from your enemies. Number two, you get forgiveness for, we get forgiveness for our bad deeds and reformation in our good deeds if we have taqwa. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, ittaqullah. O people who believe, fear Allah, waqulu qawlan sadeedah. And always say the right thing. So you have taqwa, say the right thing. Allah will reform your actions, your deeds. And He will also forgive you your misdeeds. That's in Surah Al-Ahzab. Then again, Surah, Al uh, Surah, Al Surah Ali Imran gives us another virtue. There, anybody who has taqwa gains the love of Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Allah loves those who have taqwa. Then, if you want honor, munificence from Allah, because remember, 
two of the greatest names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which actually tell us his essence and I've spoken about this before. Ya dhal jalali wal ikram. O one of majesty and munificence. And subhanallah, just in Hajj right now, I was in the hotel. There's these two guys, they went past. And then he looked at me, he comes back. He says, you are, he couldn't remember the name. He says, yeah, dhal jalali wal ikram. I was like, I remember, I, I said, alhamdulillah, I, I, I realized what he was talking about. He said, he's, I think he was from Chechnya, right? One of these Russian states. He's like, I made dua with that. And he says, Allah just started pouring bounties on me. He says, I started making dua for that. Na'ma, na'ma, na'ma. You know, in his broken English, he's like, na'ma, na'ma, na'ma. Very powerful. So, ikram. Allah is Dhul Jalal, He's the one of majesty, which means He owns everything. He is, everything is under His control. And He's Ikram, munificence, generosity, kindness, compassion, uh, benevolence. That all comes in Ikram. Those are the two very majestic names. So, in Akramakum, Indallahi, Atqaakum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us nobility because He says that the most noble among you. Allah is obviously the most, but the noble, uh, most noble among you, according to Allah, is then going to be the one who has the greatest taqwa. So that's another benefit. A fifth benefit, as mentioned in Surah Al-Hujurat, is that you will be given glad tidings at death. That's one of the, that's the time you need the glad tidings, so that you have a husnul khatima. You have a good sealing state. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ala inna awliya Allahi, Verily, indeed, the friends of Allah have no fear and they will never grieve. Who are the friends of Allah? Right? Who are the friends of Allah who will never grieve? Those who had believed and who used to exercise taqwa. They have glad tidings in this world and in the hereafter. And la tabdila li kalimatillah. There's nobody to <coughs> change the words of Allah. Number six, it's just in the interest of time, I'm just quickly listing them. Number six is from Surah Maryam. Escape from hellfire, deliverance from hellfire. Allah says, Thumma nunajjil ladheena taqaw wa nazaru dhalimeena fiha jithiyya. Then we will give delivery. We will basically give escape and safety to those who have taqwa. But the zalimin and the oppressors, uh, oppressors we will abandon their in the <coughs> we will abandon them uh, them in there. And number seven, as mentioned in Surah Ali Imran again, is permanence in paradise for those who have taqwa. Hurry and hasten towards the forgiveness from your Lord and the gardens whose expanse, whose width, whose breadth, basically, are the heavens and the earth. That's how big the Jannah is. That has been prepared for those who have taqwa. And then number eight, which is mentioned in Surah Al-Talaq, a very important surah. It talks about the rules of talaq and divorce, where many people who get divorced, especially women, they, have a, they go through a lot of anxiety, a lot of sorrow. They can't sleep. I've, I've had so many experiences like this with people who have this. And subhanAllah, Surah Al-Taqwa, 
the interesting thing is that that's the surah that has all of the talaq verses. But it's also the surah which is probably the richest one with the taqwa verses. It's amazing. It's got all the taqwa. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا يَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ All of these, I think it's very relevant because people who are in marriages, it starts off with taqwa because you read five, they read the three major verses of taqwa in the khutbah that's read before marriage. And even when there's a divorce, Allah is saying, have taqwa because it's a very personal, very emotional kind of time and uh, people need help in that. Right, so if people can just focus on Surah Al-Talaq, the Talaq should never cause them anguish if, they, if, if matters do get to that. So in here Allah says, Whoever fears Allah, taqwa, right? Allah will create an opening, create an outlet, create an exit. So you know from the difficulty they're feeling, the constraintment that they're experiencing, right? The problems that they're having, Allah will create an out. An, out, uh, 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 an exit from there and he will then sustain them or provide them from where they would never have imagined a story uh, it says that this verse was actually revealed regarding a sahabi whose name is Auf ibn Malik al-Ash'i Auf ibn Malik al-Ash'i radiyallahu <coughs> it's mentioned that some of the polytheists of the time they kidnapped his child so he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he's also suffering from poverty. He doesn't have any food. And they've taken his child on top. Can you imagine trouble upon trouble, pain upon pain and anguish upon anguish? You have no money and you've just lost your child. Subhanallah, you know, just losing either of them. Just having your child go stay somewhere else for a few days feels difficult. Imagine when you say that they're in the enemy's hands and you know what's going to happen. May Allah protect. So he came to the Prophet ﷺ and said, look, I have no food. And he says, my child has been kidnapped. And the mother, his wife, is in great tension. She's, she's, she's uh, in a great state of emotion. So, Auf said to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, What would you tell us to do? What, what's your advice in this regard? So the Prophet said, Ittaqi wasbir. Fear Allah. It can, because these are times when you could do drastic, strange, radical things. So no, fear Allah. Make sure you do the right thing. Fear Allah. And be patient and persevere. وَآمُرُكَ وَإِيَّاهَا أَن تَسْتَكْثِرُوا مِنْ قَوْلِ لَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ And I'll give you another word. I'll give you a taweez. Right? You and your wife, both of you need to abundantly recite لَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ There is no strength, no power to avoid the wrong or to do good deeds except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He went back to home and he said to his wife that this is what the Prophet ﷺ is saying that we need to just abundantly keep reciting لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Very powerful. So she says نعم ما أمرنا به What a wonderful formula he's commanded us to do. So they both started. They started their word of لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله And subhanallah, miraculously what happens is these guys who had their son were kidnapped they somehow left him somewhere. They, they, they basically missed him. They, they left him, abandoned him somewhere, like without realizing, it seems. Right? And the other thing is, they, they'd gone somewhere and they had a huge amount of uh, a herd with them. And for some reason, they went somewhere and they kind of missed the path or whatever. So he, this kid of his, is Auf's child, عنه, is left with all of them. So he's quite clever. 
he's quite intelligent it seems he drives all of these goats or sheep or whatever they were and he comes back to his father's house <laughs> right and it was 4,000 sheep subhanallah 4,000 sheep and thus this verse came down that whoever has taqwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make an opening and thus he got an opening and will also give them from they would never imagine Allah answered both of them. They got the kidnapped child back and also a remedy, like a huge remedy, right, for their poverty. But that's the thing. You have to make that leap of faith first. You have to place your trust in Allah. There's numerous stories of this. That difficulties come, you place your trust, hardships continue, you, 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 you do become a bit turbulent is this really going to work or not but that's where the test of the taqwa comes and then when Allah gives he gives you much more there are numerous stories in that regard um, <clears throat> just to quickly finish off there's much more but let's just to quickly finish off because I think we need to get a better idea of what taqwa is because we've been saying it for a long time uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that O oh, people who believe Fear Allah as much as He has the right to be feared. That's how much you should fear Allah. So Ibn Abbas, the greatest mufassir of the Quran, he interprets that and explains what that means. He says, that means, أَن فَلَا يُعْصَى That He be obeyed and thus He not be disobeyed. Right? Big idea. That's, that's quite a difficult thing, but may Allah make it easy. وَيُشْكَرْ فَلَا يُكْفَرْ And He be thanked and we express our gratitude. Show contentment to Him. فَلَا يُكْفَرْ And thus we don't show any ingratitude. Right? Regardless of what's going on in our life because we owe our mere existence. So if we're losing a few, we still got our existence. Life can still change. وَيُذْكَرْ فَلَا يُنْسَى And he be remembered and never forgotten. There has to be a regimen of dhikr. I was just sitting with a shaykh in Saudi uh, uh, in, during, uh, just after Hajj days. Uh, actually in Medina Munawwara Big Sheikh from Pakistan And he says He's got a madrasa He's got a seminary And he said one thing He said that They They have special dhikr sessions For all the students And he says Because of that Despite the difficulty In getting funding Allah provides for them And then he said The, the, the Basically the, the formula I was like How did I miss that He's basically saying that Which alludes to a hadith It says that The entire world Is sustaining on the name of Allah Right? Because Allah, as long as the word Allah, Allah is being said, this world will continue. When Allah is not being remembered anymore, this world will finish. So he said, if the whole world can be sustained on the name of Allah, why can't a little institution be also sustained on the name of Allah? It's just we're not using the right thing. That means whether you, I believe that you can expand that to a household, you can expand that to a business, you can expand that to a madrasa, a school or whatever the case is. We try everything else, huge fundraisers, calling these big charismatic speakers, charismatic. No, nothing wrong with any of that necessarily. But subhanAllah, the, the way of our elders was that they may have had these programs to raise funds or whatever. But on the side, they had pe few people locked in a room doing dhikr throughout that. That, that is the way they, they used to do these things. And when he said that, I was like, wow, subhanAllah, we need to establish that as a necessary 10 minutes even, every day to remember Allah, if even 10 minutes. And you see the barakah come in your home or whatever the case is. So, <clears throat> Ali radiallahu anhu, he said that if you want to understand taqwa, it's basically fear of the majestic one. It's 
practice upon the revelation, which means the Quran, satisfaction with even the slightest amount that you have, and prepare, preparation for the day of your departure. That is essentially what taqwa is. So that's in brief. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us taqwa and make it easy for us. Because everything around us basically takes us away. It's a distraction. That's the difficulty that we have. اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارى الطياذ الجلال والإكرام اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا وهدنا ورزقنا اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله we ask you for your special mercy. We ask you for your special attention. We ask you for your manif munificence, your benevolence, your generosity. Oh Allah, upon this group of people who are sitting here. Oh Allah, we ask that you forgive us. Oh Allah, you purify us. You, you cleanse us. Oh Allah, that you remove our, our defects. You remove our bad habits. Oh Allah, those things that have become part of our life and we no longer consider to be sins as well. Oh Allah, you give us insight and you give us the ability to remove these things. Oh Allah, purify us. Oh Allah, grant us a life of taqwa and purity. Oh Allah, make taqwa easy for us. Oh Allah, make it beloved to us. Oh Allah, make it an objective of ours. Oh Allah, make it something that we, that, that, that we find easy to do. O oh Allah, there are so many distractions. There are so many things that take us away. There are so many things which are anti-taqwa in our lives and in our surroundings. O oh Allah, there are so many things around us which distract us and which call and beckon towards other ways. O oh Allah, we ask that you give us focus. You give us special attention. O oh Allah, you give us facilitation in this regard. O oh Allah, we can't do this without you. O oh Allah, this has to come from you. O oh Allah, give us the needed a'mal, give us the needed actions. O oh Allah, give us the needed, the prerequisites. O oh Allah, make us, make, us in, make us worthy of taqwa, make us worthy of your satisfaction, of your happiness, O oh Allah, of your tawfiq, of your special guidance. O oh Allah, we are nowhere compared to these great people, your great awliya who have no fear. But O oh Allah, we'll we at least express our love for these people. Oh Allah, grant us true love for the great people. Oh Allah, grant us true love for our pious predecessors. Oh Allah, allow us to follow in their footsteps. Oh Allah, allow us all to also be accepted. Oh Allah, to also be accepted to do something good. Oh Allah, to start something good in whatever capacity we have. Oh Allah, we may not have the same abilities that they had. We may not be able to offer the same things that they could do. But oh Allah, this deen is yours and there are many, many ways to support this deen. Oh Allah, accept us all in some way or the other. Grant us cure for our sickness and our wrongs and our ailments. Oh Allah, fulfill our permissible needs. Oh Allah, the journeys we undertake, oh Allah, grant us blessing and barakah and safety in them. Especially the journey that we will eventually take to the hereafter. Oh Allah, allow us to gain the kalima la ilaha illallah at that time on our deathbed. And oh Allah... Allow us to be given glad tidings at that time, to have a husnul khatima. O oh Allah, protect us from the mischief of shaitan, especially on our deathbed. O oh Allah, protect us from the ploys and the deceptions and the distractions of the shaitan, especially when, we, when we're in our last moments. O oh Allah, protect us for this entire life. 
But oh Allah grant us the karima la ilaha illallah. And oh Allah make the final days of our life the best moment, the best days of our life. And make the time that we stand in front of you the best moment of our existence. Oh Allah, we ask you for Jannatul Firdaus. We ask you for respite for our brothers and sisters around the world, especially in places like Kashmir and in Palestine and in all the different places where they are undergoing various different types of suffering. Oh Allah, grant them, grant them respite, grant them strength, grant them steadfastness and grant them delivery from these things. Oh Allah, we ask that you send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that you grant us his company in the hereafter subhana rabbik rabbi subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifuna wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil